This program is paid for by Good News in Real Estate. All opinions or statements expressed on the program are solely those of Good News in Real Estate or their guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPHT or Odyssey. This program has been pre-recorded. There are so many choices when it comes to selecting the right financial institution. Start with the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. We're right here in your city. We're also the official credit union of Temple University, and anyone who lives, works, worships, and studies in Philadelphia can open an account with convenient locations throughout our city of brotherly love. Also online at pfcu.com with free online and mobile banking. We're not here for our profit, here for yours. Federally insured by NCUA. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. This is Talk Radio 1210, WPHT. It's good news in real estate. If you're a homeowner, if you're selling a home, or perhaps purchasing a home or vacation property, welcome to our home. It's good news in real estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Your hosts for the next radio hour, the mortgage mom, Deanne Kitsaris, along with real estate veteran and owner-operator of the Philadelphia Real Estate Classes, Mark Cumberland. Your real estate education starts right now. It's good news in real estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. All right, good afternoon. Get ready to laugh and learn here on Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. I'm Mark Cumberland, along with my co-host, the mortgage mom, Deanne Katsaris. How are you, Deanne? How could I be bad with that cheer? Love it. That's right. We're excited to be here talking to you every Saturday at 1 o'clock here on WPHT Talk Radio. We're the only real estate game in town. If you want to ask us a question about mortgages, residential, commercial, real estate, give us a call. We always answer. My number is 267 266-5501. What's your number? Dave? My number is 609-605-7153. We're here to keep you informed in any kind of real estate needs you have. So you can listen to this show and our past shows at our webpage, goodnewsandrealestate.com, and also at WPHD's website. So what's coming up today? Coming up on today's show, Mark, we have the market report. Yes. We have business tips with Asking Dr. A. Yep. We also have Mark's funny story. Got one for you. And today, Mark, um, Mortgage Mom topic is going to be broken down into two pieces. I want to go over these first-time um, homebuyer grants, especially the one in New Jersey, as well as FHA came out with some uh, some great updates. So, real excited to talk about that. All right, very good. We also have our question segment. And the first one is, what programs are available for zero down payment? The next question is, my real estate agent is also coordinating the repairs to my home as we prepare to get it ready for sale. What is a reasonable fee to pay him? Everybody wants to pay the realtors. Maybe I should be a realtor. (laughs) The next question is, is it a good time to sell? I heard this. I heard that there is hardly anything to buy due to the economy. Not due to the economy. Anyway, um, why has Philadelphia raised our taxes again? I thought they had a surplus in their budget. (laughs) Next question is, I know Mark owns an amazing real estate school. Is it a good time to get in the real estate business as an agent? Good question. The next, um, and then we also have our topic of the day, which is misconceptions by buyers when making an offer on a house. Yes. But first, Mark, give us your motivational quote. And the motivational quote is, experience is a hard teacher because she gives the test first and the lesson afterwards. 
(laughs) That was, that's pretty deep. Yep. That's life. (laughs) That's life. (laughs) So where are we at? So Mark, we are up to the market report. And there is the bell. So not only did pending home sales increase for the second month in a row in January, but the increases was the largest since June of 2020, a rebound from the panscamic plunge. The National Association of Realtors said its pen homing index rose 8.1% in January to a reading of 82.5%. That was on top of the 2.5% gain in December. So action is starting to happen again. But you also have this government, this Fed. Since March of last year, I remember when you never heard from the Fed. Now they're on TV every day. Agreed. (laughs) There used to be the person behind the curtain. But since March of last year, the Fed has attacked inflation by raising its key interest rates eight times. And despite the resulting higher borrowing costs for individuals and borrowers and business job market remains surprisingly robust. That is actually a worrisome sign for the Fed because strong demand for workers tends to fuel wage growth overall. They just don't get it. They need to understand supply-side economics. They're not looking at this the right way. Employers add a sizzling 517,000 jobs in January. These are all the people since twenty since 2020 that are finally getting back into work. Right. It's not added. They're not creating, They're not creating new, new jobs. jobs. And the unemployment rate that fell to 3.4%, the lowest since 1969. All told, Friday's data provided the latest sign that the economy remains gripped by high inflation because inflation just went up. We're at like, what, seven? And despite the Fed's strenuous efforts to tame it, so they should stop raising these rates. It's not working. Last week, the government issued separate inflation measure, the Consumer Price Index, which showed prices surged 0.5% from December to January, much more than the previous months. But measured year over year, prices climbed 6.4% in January. That was well below the 9.1% we were at in June. And their their goal is to get to 2%. And unless you cut regulations and cut taxes and let businesses expand, That's not cutting the rates is not going to do nope. it. And, and stop spending money. The, one of the people on the Fed, or what's her name, from the Treasury Department, just went to Ukraine and promised them $10 billion. I mean... They got to end that. It's ridiculous. So anyway, it just doesn't make they're sense. Not gonna, they're not going to kill inflation by uh, more regulations, more spending. You got to get the economy, cut taxes, cut regulations. Regulations are sometimes bigger than cut t- tax cuts. Cut regulations, get out of the way, and let the private sector take off. And, and that would solve our problems. But I don't know. This administration, they're just very dangerous. So tell us about the rates. So dangerous are the rates. They went up a little bit. Um, Your 30-year fixed is at 6.875 on your conventional. Your 15-year is at 6.25%. Your FHA, again, every day, Mark, they're changing. So you're looking at about 6.375 to 6.5%, along with the same for the VA. And Again, keeping in mind, 
that these rates are not forever. Everybody is so sick about hearing, you know, marry the house and date the rate and, you know, divorce the rent. But it all makes sense. It is still a good time to buy. And and you're going to get into it on the questions, but, you know, there's a lot of incentives out there for people and we have to get off the fence. We got to get in the game. Especially if you're a renter. They're going up. Now, Philadelphia just hit 2,000 last week. They announced it. $2,000 for a one bedroom in Philly citywide. Now it was eighteen hundred, so I thought it was going to go to nineteen hundred. It jumped to two thousand citywide. Mark, I just spoke to someone last week, sixty-one year old woman, never purchased before, has rented right for the last eighteen years. That mortgage could be paid off. Probably. I mean, when she when we did the calculations, and I told her how much she actually spent or just threw away. She was sick to her stomach. Yeah, because she was paying probably above what the mortgage price was. Definitely above what the mortgage price is. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah, I, I, it's unbelievable that forty eight percent of Philly rents. I actually got to check that number because I think that might have. I gone think up. it's gone up. Is right. That's right. And they're building apartments like wildfire. Yep. All right. All right. All right, so with that, you're listening to Good News and Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHD, all positive all the time. We'll be right back. On behalf of the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union, we hope you're enjoying Good News and Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland. The Philadelphia Federal Credit Union, not here for our profit, here for yours. Welcome back to Good News and Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHD, all positive, all the time. So where are we at the end? So, Mark, we are up to your funny story. So there was this realtor named Larry that wanted to be a broker and own his own office, you know, and see his name in lights. So I tried to talk him out of it, but he wouldn't listen. I told him, build a team under somebody else's umbrella in their office. You won't have all those expenses, but he didn't listen. So anyway, he, he finally went through all the hassle of, Opening an office, paying, uh, renting a lease, hiring receptionists, buying furniture, all the 80% stuff that makes you no money. And a few months later, he sees this priest and he says, I just can't take it anymore, cried Larry to the priest. He goes, no matter how hard I try, I just can't seem to keep bread on the table. And Larry, listening closely, says the priest, he goes, what I'm going to tell you, he says, go to a quiet place outdoor where you can spend some time with the Lord, sit down with a Bible in front of you and let the wind turn the pages, close your eyes and think about the Lord. And when you open your eyes, see what page the Bible is open to. And there you will find the message. So about three months later, the priest is walking down the church steps and he spots Larry speeding by in a brand new Lexus. Larry, he screams to the uh, he screams to the priest. He goes, he goes. What happened? Let me hear your story. Well, Larry said it was just as you said. I sat in a quiet place. I closed my eyes, and when I opened them, the answer was right in front of me. It was open to chapter eleven. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. If you and do not do that. Do do never file bankruptcy. Find another way. They make that sound like that's an easy out. That's not an easy out. <laughs> All right. If you have a funny story, send it to 8029 at Comcast.net or give us a call at 
5501. And now it's time for the Mortgage Mom segment with Deanne Kitsaris from Green Tree Mortgage, and she's talking about grants and updates to the mortgage industry. Yeah, so a lot of exciting news came out, um, Mark, especially with our FHA. And the one thing I want to preface is, you know, an FHA loan, people say, I want to put a strong offer in, I want to go conventional, you know, and that's not necessarily the best thing for the buyer. And the misconception that FHA is, you know, for people with low credit scores or low income is a fallacy, especially now because right now the annual mortgage insurance premium is staying the same. So on every FHA loan that you do, you pay a 1.75% upfront mortgage insurance, but then you also have monthly mortgage insurance. The monthly mortgage insurance was at 0.850%. So let's just say you have a $200,000 loan, you multiply it by 0.850%, and you're going to come up with what you're going to pay monthly on that FHA loan, right? Make sense? Right. Okay. So that number, and I'm actually going to do it for you, divided by 12 is going to be $240. If FHA just reduced the mortgage insurance to 0.50%. So what that does is it definitely lowers the monthly payment and it lowers it by almost a hundred dollars, which lowers your your monthly mortgage payment, helps you in qualifying and is a huge asset on an FHA loan versus a conventional loan because the mortgage insurance, if you don't have a stellar credit score, 740 and above for a conventional loan, that mortgage insurance is going to be higher than it would be on an FHA loan. So the goal is, especially where we are today, not everybody's going to be in this loan for the next seven to 10 years. The goal is to refi hopefully in less than a year, but let's just call it in one year we refinance. The mortgage insurance goes away because the property value has increased, right? And we work on the credit score in the meantime, if it's not 740 or above, you have a plan to save on your monthly mortgage payment, get rid of the mortgage insurance, get a better interest rate, and then stay in that loan for as long as you want. It's just a win-win situation. And the more money that you put down, on your FHA loan. Like if you do 10% down with your FHA loan, that mortgage insurance is 0.50. And in 11 years, it all goes away. So it's a a win-win situation. Um, You know, all the sellers that are out there, if you get an FHA offer, call the loan officer, get an idea of how that buyer is because they might have a stellar credit score, but this loan might be better for them because the mortgage insurance is less. So, so don't judge a book by its cover, know the information, know what you're talking about, you know, and then people talk about, well, the property itself is going to be an issue. You know, once an FHA appraisal comes out there, they're going to, they're going to crush the deal. And that's not true. The FHA appraisal is all based on safety issues. Are they going to request a railing to go down the steps on the basement? Yes. 
Does a hand railing need to be outside on the front steps? They're looking for, you know, are the steps safe? Is the sidewalk uneven? Things like that. It's not like it used to be. No, no, it's not a big deal at all. It's not a big deal at all. If the house is in good condition, there's no reason to go FHA and for the sellers to think that this isn't a stronger offer. No, no, it's not a home inspection. It is not a home inspection. I think we've been talking about this for 15 years and people just got this, this, they have this perception of FHA, like they're going to come in and nitpick. Right. No, they're going to take a quick tour around the house, take some pictures and if they see the heater leaking, they're going to say something about it. But right. if they see a bunch of chip paint all over, they might say something about it. But it's mostly going to be little stuff. They're not going to go up on the roof most of the time. Right. I mean, if they walk in and the windows are broken and one of the rooms aren't completely finished and they're missing, um, what is it called? What? I can't think of what it's called. Molding or something? No, but, you know, if like, if somebody's redoing the bathroom and one of the walls isn't completed and it just had studs, that's not going to fly. No. But somebody that's, you know, that an FHA buyer might not want that anyway. No. And if there's major repairs that need to be done, we can certainly work on a loan that will facilitate that. Yeah. There's the 203K program. There's all kinds of programs. Curbio. Yeah, there's lots of programs. Curbio. Exactly. But this FHA product, lower in the mortgage insurance, is a home run. And it's definitely, it's offsetting the interest rates. Because by lowering the mortgage insurance with a higher interest rate, is going to lower where you would have been with a higher mortgage insurance. I think I heard Joe Biden explain this in detail the other day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. The pro- Let no, me just touch- in actuality, that's the problem. We're the only ones talking about this. And filling right. market, and there's doom and gloomers out there, we're still technically appreciating. We're not going down in value. I was looking, I'm doing a listing, a quad this week, and... I'm looking at the cops, man, and everything's still going up. And there's it's, and there's only 2,900 actives in all Philadelphia. Yeah, that's as of today. As of today, yeah. with over 600,000 units, 2,900. Because yeah, that's crazy. Because the, the sellers, I don't know what they're waiting for—a light bulb to go off. It's the time to sell. You no, know, like the old. Time to go out west, get your horse, and go grab the ground. I don't know what they're waiting for. Yeah, I feel like we need to get one of those mega horns and go through the neighborhood and just start yelling out and letting people know what's going on because they're maybe missing. Maybe we the should boat. run a set. Maybe we should run a couple of septa buses and get them covered with our right, thing. right. <laughs> one um, uh, routes that go all over the city. <laughs> Mark, I'm not going to have time to do the grants. I always run out of time on my on my topic. We'll but do the, the grants other, next week. I will do the grants next week, but I want to let everyone know that on Tuesday, March 21st, where the Somerset project that we've been working on is doing a broker's open from 12 to 2. So right. the unit's done. You can come in and take a preview. Um, we're going to have Joanne on again prior to that. But the Somerset Village is ready to go, and they look amazing. Yep, so if there's you need, all kinds of stuff going on. Yeah, there's a lot going on. So any information that's needed, just give me a shout, 609-605-7153.
And now we are up to our question and answer segment. First, we have to get, take a break. Yep. All right. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on 1210 WPHT, all positive all the time. We'll be right back. Deanne and Mark are halfway through this week's edition of Good News in Real Estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. When the show returns, more real estate news from around the Delaware Valley. This program is paid for by Good News in Real Estate. All right. Welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210. WPHD, all positive all the time. So where are we at, Deanne? So, Mark, we're up to our question and answer segment. And the first question is, what programs are available for zero down payment? And that's I see, a, I've been seeing some advertisements for these. So, tell yeah, us. So you're, you're in the mortgage business. Am I? Yes. Only for over 20 years. Did I tell you? I started when I was 11. That's right. I knew that. <laughs> so, programs that are available for 100% financing are your USDA loan which is your rural development area. You're also going to have your VA loan with um, 0%. You're also going to have, and this falls kind of in line with what I was going to talk about, there are grants that are available that will cover your down payment and your closing costs. So all the county grants are available. All the Philly First grant is available. And New Jersey has the NJHMFA grant. That's available. And that's basically, you know, first time home buyer is somebody that hasn't purchased or owned a home in the last three years. It doesn't mean you've never bought. It just means right. you haven't owned a home in the past three years. So those programs are available to help you with your down payment and or your closing costs. A Jersey ought to be giving you like 50 grand just to move in. <laughs> <laughs> they're flying out of there yeah they are all right number two yeah. i'm one of them number two my real estate agent is also coordinating the repairs to my home as we prepare to get it ready for sale what's a reasonable fee to pay them you know this most realtors don't even think like this they don't think they're worth uh they have a dollar amount per hour they just don't they don't they think like real estate agents and not business people, no matter what profession you're in, there's a dollar amount attached to your time. So when you're sitting at a realtor sitting at an open house on Sunday for four hours, if you're making a hundred grand, that's $50 an hour. You know, maybe you should do be doing something else a little more uh, that's making you money. But to answer the question, I don't know. I just did kind of this with Curbio, but I didn't charge my seller anything, but I was involved in coordinating all the repairs, the, to the house. Now, if it's somebody with just a te technical, uh, a seller or a buyer with me and they just want advice, I'll, I'll charge them a fee. What's a reasonable fee? That's negotiable. I mean, you pick a number, how much I would ask, I would ask the agent, how much are you worth an hour? And I guarantee you, most of them will not have an answer to that question because they don't think like that. You ask me, I'm going to say $225. But and that's negotiable. So if some I just had two brokers call me to coach them. They asked me what I charge. I say two twenty five an hour. One said two twenty five an hour, and the other one said, "Fine. When can we start?" <laughs> so right. Will I negotiate? And that's the person that you want to work. With. And will I negotiate a little bit? Yeah. But driving there and being there, 
It's costing me money one way or the other. When I teach my zero to $20 million uh, coaching session to, in my classes, I tell them students, I usually go about two and a half hours, three hours. I said, this is costing me two twenty-five an hour, which I'm giving you for free. And then in the meantime, I got to mute my phone. So at the last class, I got five $4.99 calls. So I said, beside, I told them that this is how you got to think. I said, besides the $225, this has cost me an hour to be here to give you a head start in a business. It just cost me another $2,500 in phone calls I missed. And that's the way you got to think. So realtors should have in their head a, a hourly fee. But everything's negotiable in life. If you don't ask the answers. No. Exactly. What's the next? All right. The next question is, is it a good time to sell? I heard that there is hardly anything to buy due to the economy. Oh, can you, we're not going to, don't rant. We're I'm not going to rant, but it's it's a, <laughs> the best time in history to sell. Right. If you want to get top dollar, this is the time to sell. And will you find that house? Yes, you will somebody's going to be selling. Maybe you're going to, it's going to take you a little time, but you'll find a house. It, you know, in the worst market in history, in Philly Metro, which is 6.7 million people, somebody's <coughs> selling and buying all the time. Nothing stopped in 08. We just did less. And the agents that didn't know what they were doing were out of the business, which is happening to some of them right now. But, it is the best time in history to sell. If you want to get top dollar, list now. We Are you going to have a harder time finding a house? Yes. But you'll find one. For sure. Trust me. Yep, for sure. It all, it, it ha, it's ha, we're, we're doing deals all the time. Yeah. Especially yeah. now. It is. We have definitely picked up. Big time. All right. So question number four. Why has Philadelphia raised our taxes again? I thought they had a surplus in their budget. All right. Again, yeah, did. no rant. <laughs> Kenny went on TV and actually bragged about they were in the black. And then, then they did a reassessment, which is just a backdoor tax that council don't have to vote on. That's all that is. That's a bureaucracy tax. And they went and raised taxes. And I'm telling you, some of them, certain neighborhoods are getting hit with 50 to 70% gains in one year. Yeah, mine sure. went up like mine went up where I, I just don't like their whole program. And and besides that, why couldn't they have pushed that off for a couple of years if they're in the black? Because this is the worst possible time to add to raise, bills to citizens. Right. The electric company raised their bills by 25%. The gas company raised their bills. The water department raised their bills. Why couldn't they all just held off for like a year or two? Until the economy was in better shape. But they did. They didn't. They backdoored us again. I think that's the third one in like the last eight years. That's crazy. All right. Anyway. Next question is, I know Mark owns an amazing real estate school. Is it a good time to get in the real estate business as an agent? Yeah, it is. There's a lot of agents getting out of the business because a lot of them are getting older. The average agent in the United States is a 59-year-old female. That's only selling 12 houses a year, making around 70 grand. And it gets old. It gets old. And they don't do like what we teach to do, how to make, you know, 150 grand and work 30 hours a week. And it's always a good time to get in because a lot of agents get in this business 
and they don't get the right training, and then their bills come due, office dues and board dues and MOS fees, and they're not selling any houses because nobody explained to them exactly what they need to do. That's what we do in our school in every class. And they end up dropping out. Dropout rate for brand new agents is 25% because nobody, you're, every office is only as good as how far that broker went. Because right. most of them are buying a franchise or opening an office to see their name and lights. And they don't really have a great plan for recruiting and training. They might have been a great agent, but that's a whole different ballgame. So if that agent couldn't explain to you from zero to 20 million in production, how to hire assistants, how to build a team, how to pay for everybody, it's then yeah, that's it's as systems. far as that's as far as you can go with that broker. Right. I know brokers that if they came to my zero to 20 million class and I asked them to explain it, they would, they would not be able to do it. They would not be able to do it. They do the usual. Most agents do the usual thing. They show houses and write deals, show houses and write deals, show houses and write deals. Most of them never do commercial because they never talk about it. It's just bizarre. Getting in our business, I got into business in a bad uh, bad market, but it was so fine. So, so but it I. was fine. And I made plenty of money in 2008. Right. And it, every year I made more and more. Yeah. I mean, it's a matter of staying in the 20%, knowing what's the difference between the 80 and the 20, and being a lead generator, not a real estate agent. There's a difference. Being a business person and being a real estate agent is two different things. And most of them are real estate agents. So the answer to that question is yes, sign up. I got classes coming up in March. <laughs> I got what phone number should have, they call? I have day, night, and weekend classes in person. And Zoom classes statewide. I'm the only. I'm only one of two schools in the state that is college approved. It's called a real approval. Oh, I had awesome. jumped through a lot of hoops for that. But call two one five three three five sixty nine nineteen. Go to my website, PhiladelphiaRealEstateClasses.com, and you can look at our schedule, read our reviews, and get a license. The worst scenario. Here's the worst scenario. You got a real estate license. And you got another job and you're kind of busy. And one of your friends wants to buy and you give them to me, to an agent. And that agent pays you a 25 to 30% referral fee for just giving them a name and number. They call the aunt, get him pre-approved. Eventually they buy a house and you get a check. That's the worst scenario. And you could do that anywhere in the world. There's no boundaries. Awesome. All right. Coming up next is our topic of the day, misconceptions by buyers when making an offer on a house. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, all positive all the time. We'll be right back. Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland is proudly being provided by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. Deanne and Mark will have more in a moment, but first, a message from one of our home team partners, Green Tree Mortgage. How much do you qualify for? Ask Deanne now at mortgagemom.net. Welcome back to Good News and Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, all positive, all the time. So where are we at the end? So, Mark, we are up to our topic of the day, which is misconceptions by buyers when making an offer on a home. And there's a bunch of these. Uh, the number one is that they'll never write a full price offer. 
on a house. Consumers has been taught somehow to never offer full price. They always, you know, they only really, most people only really negotiate think big purchases a few times in their life. Their house, maybe a car deal, maybe some appliance thing. Because that's not what they do. They're not negotiators full time. So somehow they have it in their head, like the 20% down myth and all the other myths out there, that you're a fool if you offer full price. Well, in this, this market, you better have a good agent that's giving you a good preface up front to tell you what kind of market you're getting into. So when while negotiating a place in the real, the property is a good value. Why would you risk the, this? get this for a few thousand dollars? And you know what? And Mike, in my career, most of the time people come in five or ten thousand dollars under. And in reality, most of the time the houses are appreciating faster than that in one year. So why would you take that risk and not go in full price, where you're going to make it up in less than a year? You're talking about a four hundred thousand dollar that appreciates at like eight or nine percent, you know, and you went in ten thousand low. And you lost the house. So you got to counsel the clients and, and be able to convey the true cost of the difference between their projected low offer and the full price. Too many buyers see low offers as a huge savings to them rather than really what it is. For a well-priced home in a competitive marketplace, the buyers save at least between 2 to 3% of the sales price of their home. That's probably the best they can do while they're competing in, in this kind of like market with no inventory. So you got a lot of competition out there. That's why it's dropped a little bit down to like five to six offers. But a few months ago, we were at like people people come getting 20 offers on a house. It was right. bizarre. So if you allow this kind of thinking to go on with your client, you might be faced with a house, you know, the house they didn't get. Or once, and they're going to blame the agent. And once they have that, they fell short on that one. They're going to compare every other home to the one they lost. That's a problem, too, because now you got to find that house again. <laughs> and they won't settle for anything less. And the home they could have acquired, to be blunt, they didn't acquire it because you didn't com- the agent didn't convince them to go in full price and win. Or maybe over full price and win. Because we, you do got to do the math. Right. And... And then the other big conception is, oh, we can always start low and come up later. No, that does not work. I'm telling you, I'm a listing agent. And most of the time, when I get offers, I get four or five offers. We go over them. We pick the best one. And that's it. There's no going back unless there's something with that buyer that we're leery of. When I'm looking at the buyer's financials and there's something shaky in there. I'm not I'm not usually going back to these other sellers and say, listen, we like your offer, but usually I'm picking one and it's over. And then these agents call me up and say, Well, we would have came up or we would have did this, we would have did that. Well, you should have did it on the first shot. That's just life in a big city, that is. So can't tell you how many times that happened. All the time. So many times. Yeah. I mean And you know We'll start at two hundred and then we'll see what happens. I'll tell you what happens. You don't get the house. You know? Yeah, they don't, and they don't understand what the payment difference is. They think that that twenty thousand or thirty thousand is hundreds of dollars. Oh, yeah, I know it's not. It's not at all. 
It's dollars. You got to take that into consideration, the appreciation in consideration, because in Philly, we're still appreciating. So yeah. if you're trying to save 10 grand and you're in a $400,000 house, you're probably going to, what's 8% afford that? You know, you're going to make that plus in one year. Sure. I, I'm not going to have time to do this whole thing too. What, what, what will it take <laughs> to avoid offending sellers? You know, if you offend a seller with an initial offer that you're too low, like people do take low shots, but most of the time my sellers don't get offended. They're just like, you know, some people just, they have this thing in their head. They got to take a low shot and see what happens. But <laughs> I don't, it's business. They're not probably going to get offended. They're just going to not take your offer and it'll be over. And then here's another one. A good property will wait for me to act. If it's, when we have a situations where the buyer lost the home, they really wanted because they didn't take the comp comp competitive action. Now, uh, the definition of a great salesperson is the ability to make someone do something that is beneficial to them or convince them to do it faster. Like sometimes you get to push these buyers over the cliff to make them make a move because, you know, if you see a great house that just came on the market on Friday and you wait till you go and see it on Saturday and then you tell your agent, we're going to think about it for a few days. It's probably going to be gone in this market. So, right. I mean, you got to be ready to go. You got to be totally pre-approved. And that's another big mistake. Going out looking before they're totally pre-approved. Shopping on Trulio that's and Zillio and then riding by the houses. And say, oh, man, it's a really nice house. And maybe even having some stupid agent show it to them. And then the agent says, are you pre-approved? Well, we haven't. We're going to talk to somebody soon. <laughs> well, you're probably not getting this house. Let me give you honest right. with you. By the time you got that your tax returns and everything else in and verifying your income and your W-2s and all that and getting that to a mortgage person, I'm going to have to finish the rest of this next week. So I got to remember where I'm stopping at here. Oh, I'll remind you. All right. I'll put a red line. All right. So we are up to our business segment with Asking Dr. A, and we're here to talk about its continuation of what is AI? Hey, Dr. Abelson, how are you? I'm doing marvelous. How are you guys doing? We're good. Very well. Thank and you. And this topic, AI, it's like everybody's talking about it. And, and But I, I guarantee you, most people don't understand. what I think there's a perception out there already that there's going to be a button they hit and everything's going to get done for them. Well, let me, let me tell you what's going on in the black box, all right? Uh, because of the speed that they're able to do the calculations anymore, uh, what, what's basically happening is they're creating all these algorithms or all these you know, systems or processes within the computer to do different things. All right. And, you know, it started with with Siri and, and, and those other aspects, because, again, uh, you can make the calculations so quickly. I mean, these computers are so quick anymore. It, it's 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 almost to the, uh, you know, to the speed in some cases faster than the human brain can think. Uh, so uh, so what happens is they're, they're doing all these types of things and they can create different aspects. But all it really is, is somebody creating algorithms within the computer that do certain things, right? Uh, so it, it's limited to the extent that we're limited by what computers can do at this point. The other thing that I'm seeing is like uh, with in the real estate industry and a couple other industries like lead generation, they're making it sound like this thing's going to do the lead generation for you. 
But in actuality, what it's going to do for you is if, say, you're somebody that makes a certain amount of phone calls every day, you make 10 calls every day to your database, it'll it'll put that together for you, but you still got to make the damn phone call. Well, it's it's interesting to have all these bots now, you know, that, that do different things. And 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 I remember, and it's, I hear these advertisements all the time with, the, with this telephone service, you know, that basically makes, uh, you know, make... Uh, teases this notion of having a bot instead of a human being, right? So to the extent to which the computer can mirror, right, or match or make it look like a human being is to the extent that these things can be done. But but the, but to the extent that the algorithm isn't already calculated, you know, into the equation, so to speak, of, of how the computer responds and deals with things is the extent to which it, it can't be done. So, but, but we do have bots now where what happens is they make all these calls, you know, but people don't like that uh, and, uh, and wow. they respond in a negative way to it. So they're, they're, they're And I, I, I hate the ones that somebody will go, hi, Mark. And I'll go, how you doing? And then I don't realize it, it's a computer call right. and they right. got me on that first line because I'm ready to talk to a human and it's not a human. Right. And, and then I click right off. Yes. Yes. You know, so and, and it's it's actually getting to the point now where where if it's not in your telephone, you know, if it's not in your uh, your iPhone or into your Samsung or whatever kind of phone you have, um, what happens is it, it comes up as spam. So what do people do? They just ignore it. All right. Uh, right. So so th- those things will you know continue to happen. And the more you rely on computer, it's interesting. I'm, I'm waiting to see. Hopefully, it'll be around when this happens in 20 years from now, when people don't know how to interact with each other because they're so used to texting and there's no emotion. It's happening now in the relationship uh, because it's all this digital stuff. It's happening so now. So what what we're experiencing right now is basically yeah, it's, it's definitely happening. Hey, when when I was teaching at A uh, and M and and I left A and M 12 years ago now. When I was teaching at A&M uh, 15 years ago, you know, students were breaking up yeah. with each other that had been dating for years by saying, I'm done with you. Yep. Bye, you know, in a text. And that was that's how they communicated. Well, I can't wait to see what happens, you know, when when they're sure. trying to interact you know, with their children who they can't do that with through just the computer. So anyhow, if you want more questions or if you need some help with this, uh, also, uh, if you're interested in any of our assessments, because we now offer a license for our assessments, contact us. At, contact me personally at dr.a at abelson.net, A-B-E-L-S-O-N.net, and I'd love to talk with you more. I think next week we should talk about some of the dangers of of relying on all of this. Sure. Sounds good. All right. All right, perfect. All right, Thank thanks, you, Dr. Dr. Abelson. All right, you can email your questions to Mark at 8029 at comcast.net or give him a call at 267-266-5501. You can also email me at dn. Katsaris at Comcast.net, or give me a call at 609-605-7153. And a special thanks to all of our listeners and our sponsors for keeping us on the air all these years here at Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We hope you tune in every Saturday. Go to our website. We'll keep you informed. So with that, have a great week. I'm Mark Cumberland. I'm Deanne Katsaris, your mortgage mom. You've been listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive, all the time. Thanks for listening to Good News in Real Estate. If you'd like to contact Mark Cumberland or Deanne Katsaris or listen to any of the past shows, go to goodnewsinrealestate.com. 
This program is paid for by Good News in Real Estate. All opinions or statements expressed on the program are solely those of Good News in Real Estate or their guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPHT or Odyssey. This program has been pre-recorded.